You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode nine. And so knowing that we have everything that we need to be successful, we have everything that we need in this earth. We've been blessed with it. We've been given it. We've been given it for a reason. And we need to start living that purpose because that purpose provides action. Action creates change and change ultimately allows you to become who you want to be. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schoen. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. A nutritionist by trade, Alexa has rebelled against common misconceptions about nutrition and has created a realistic health style that will allow you to live a healthy, satisfied, and more simplistic life. It's raw, it's real, it's unfiltered. It's Simple Roots Radio. And now your host, Alexa Scherr. Welcome back to this podcast. I'm so excited you're here. As always, I just wanted to remind you that this show is dedicated to simplifying your health, allowing you to live with more purpose, more joy, and ultimately achieving the lasting health you've been looking for. In today's episode, we're going to dive headfirst into a deep subject and one that is more difficult than most to take action. Why? Because it has to do with our minds and overcoming thought patterns, becoming self-aware. Becoming self-aware and having an understanding of you allows us to break down the barriers of failure and regret and instead embrace a new way of living. This very thing has shaped me and molded me more in the last year or two and is something I really wanted to share with you as I know it can be very beneficial. So today we're going to specifically be talking about what it means to be self-aware, why this is important in our health my own journey of becoming self-aware, and steps you can take today to begin the process of self-awareness. I really deep down believe that self-awareness is critical to success in life, in your health, in your home life, in your marriage, and in your career, basically in every aspect of your life. Why? Because life is made up of how you live it and the choices you make. It's determined greatly by you and your awareness. I'm so passionate about this, so stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. Let's get started. Self-awareness. It's not something that's talked about often. It's not something I've honestly looked into or researched a lot, but yet it has such a great focus and such a great meaning in our life and how we do things, how successful we are at life. In fact, researchers have found that being self-aware or having an understanding of your self-awareness is critical in overall success. So it's definitely something I want to talk about and maybe it could just be that secret weapon to unlocking your health. So what is self-awareness? Self-awareness means placing a value on your health and on you so high that you preserve it. You want to put your best self first. You want to strive forward and you want to continue moving. The problem with self-awareness that so many of us don't talk about and why we're suppressed, why we don't even know ourselves, is that we have become overcome by what the world is telling us we should do, what our education tells us we should do, and that we forget it might not correspond with our strengths with our personality, with who we actually are. We've lost ourselves and most of us don't even know who we are. Honestly, I didn't know who I was a few years ago. I think it's a constant journey, a constant travel, not something that you ever necessarily land on. I think you can get closer to that, but it's constantly changing as our bodies are constantly changing and the phases of life are constantly changing. But knowing you and staying in tune to who you are, I think is critical in this journey. But like I mentioned, the problem is, is we become overwhelmed by what the world is telling us and what everyone should be telling us and what everyone else is telling us that we should do, that we conform. We don't stand up for who we are and what we believe. And instead, we conform to what the world wants us to do. 
We conform because it's easy, and that's what we've been taught to do. To be accepting, to conform to your personality and who you are to fit the way of the world. But let me ask you this. What if there wasn't a diet yet developed that fit you exactly? What if every diet plan on the market, the hundreds that are there, not a single one worked for you? Maybe you're that person out there who thinks they've tried it all and it doesn't work. Let me tell you, there's hope because none of that is strictly for everyone. There's not a plan or a program that's going to help us be successful because those plans and programs don't take into account you and you have to know you to be successful. Some of the other questions I could ask you is what if you're working at a job that doesn't suit your personality? What if you're just doing it because that's what you've been taught? While some of this can be good and true, what I think holds a higher value is that by not knowing you and what you're good at, what your strengths and your weaknesses are, what your passions are, you're actually not doing everything you can to benefit yourself as well as the world around you. And I'm not here to argue that what we've been taught is good and well, but if you don't do it with a burning passion, it doesn't take into account what you're good at doing then don't you feel you're, you're holding yourself back, which in the end can lead to a lack of purpose, frustration, anxiety, and in the end, lower self-esteem? While being self-aware is so much more than health, the reality is if we don't have our health, we can't give all that we are. Achieving health is not a selfish thing. Being self-aware is not a selfish thing. Living your passion is not a selfish thing. It's the right thing because this means that you have more desire, more purpose, and more excitement to share and help others. Being self-aware and understanding who you truly are is probably the least selfish thing that we could ever do for ourselves and for everyone else around us. Seriously, I can't even begin to tell you how passionate I've become over the years about self-awareness. Why? Because I've seen myself seeing self. I've never moved and I never achieved what I wanted to achieve in my health, in my marriage, in my career when I wasn't aware of my own actions, my own intentions, my intuition, and what actually drives me. When I suppressed everything I was to conform to what was happening around me, I didn't know who I was. I lost myself and instead I was trying to be someone I wasn't. I was trying to be someone who had success, who was doing it a certain way, whether that be in health or in business or in relationships. I mimicked that only to end up failing and getting frustrated simply because it wasn't me. It didn't go along with what I worked well doing, didn't go along with my inner passions and my inner strengths, and instead I was just simply stepping out in weakness. I was trying to utilize things that didn't come naturally to me, things that I wasn't necessarily good at, all while suppressing the things that I was passionate about, the things in me that make me me and the things that are unique. And I know this is true for you as well. We need to start understanding that inside of us, what's in us, being self-aware of who we are, that is purpose. That gives us life and that gives life to everyone around us, knowing that we're good enough, we're capable enough, and that other people need us. But this all boils down to being self-aware. There's the age-old quote of know thyself. And this isn't a new weapon, but one that has been hanging around forever. This is truly ancient wisdom. Knowing thyself and this thought process of really knowing who you are is the foundation for what we've been taught for so long. Yeah, we live in a world that it's just easy to overcome that. And it's easy to suppress that. And we're so aware of what everyone else is doing that we stop seeing our own person. We're so aware of what everyone else is doing because that's easy, right? It's easy to understand and see and look at other people and realize who they are and know them almost better than you know yourself. But this isn't what catapults us into success. 
You see, there's power when we stop trying to change ourselves and instead begin embracing who we are. Even if you're not where you are or you don't like the way your body looks, I can guarantee you that there isn't a person on the face of the earth who is completely confident in their own skin, who doesn't have a twinge of, oh, I wish this was different or I wish my hair was curly or, or whatever it is. You know, you could look at the most beautiful person in all the world, but yet beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? It's, it's not something that we can define, yet we try to. And so knowing that we have everything that we need to be successful, we have everything that we need in this earth. We've been blessed with it. We've been given it. We've been given it for a reason. And we need to start living that purpose because that purpose provides action. Action creates change and change ultimately allows you to become who you want to be. But this also means having a deep understanding of your past and your current self which can bring up a lot of heartache, a lot of emotion, stirring something inside of you that it's hard. It's difficult. And I can say personally, there are so many areas in my life where I tried to change myself. I tried to be someone I wasn't only to end up feeling defeated and distracted and to watch relationships crumble. You know, some of the things that I've done is I've fallen on my face trying to change my spouse. Um, The reality is, is that I'm not going to change and he's not going to change. And instead of trying to change and trying to create this life that I think we should be living in, trying to have the marriage I think we should have, instead of looking at other people and looking at what the world defines as success in marriage is understanding that marriage is what you make it and marriage is embracing the person you've married. It's embracing yourself and the person you've married and clinging to that and knowing that it's going to look different from someone else's marriage. And that's okay. As long as you cling and you love and you cherish what you've been given instead of constantly trying to change them because that constant change, I know I'm not alone. It's irritating and it's frustrating and it causes a lot of anger and just a lack of excitement and joy for being married. Another thing is I've written about ways to change myself with every single New Year's resolution. I've tried to change myself every single year of my entire life. I've wanted to be something I'm not. And that's what New Year's resolutions do. I think that they can be great and well, but so often we're just trying to change who we really are without knowing who we really are. To go along with that, I've bought books and programs trying to get me to become a runner or to be more productive. I've bought business books that's promised to help me be everything for everyone. I've read lists on how to be happier, more successful. I've tried diet plans that promised I would shed weight. But guess what? None of us created change. Why? Because I was looking for an external answer to an internal problem. Sure, maybe for a few days or a week I'd change. I'd be really good about doing something that I said I was going to do or staying true to my commitments. But over the long term, what really happened is that I just grew more and more frustrated. I was at a standstill and if anything, I was moving in the wrong direction. And this is simply because I was acting against who I really was. I was putting on the front that I was taught, what has been learned and how other people were finding success instead of clinging to how I actually work what my strengths are, and what my weaknesses were. Again, I was stepping out in weakness because that's how other people's strengths, that's how they found success. Those things were just not how I worked. You see, self-awareness is knowing yourself, an intimate connection with yourself that allows you to understand how you work, what makes you tick, the reasons you do the things, and the passions that you have, what things provide drive and clarity, peace and happiness. One of the questions I get asked so often is, 
how do you get everything done that you do in a day? And this is not um, a breaking matter or anything because the reality is, is that you don't see a lot of the stuff that doesn't get done. You know, we, we see the external things, right? We see that I'm getting blog posts and I'm putting podcasts up and, and I'm doing this stuff and I'm staying at home with my kids during the day. But the reality is my laundry doesn't get done. My dishes don't get done. I'm a nutritionist and oftentimes we eat the same meals week in and week out. And you know, I can't tell you how many times in a week that we could have breakfast for supper simply because it's easy and I've fallen behind and I haven't been to the grocery store. So I think it's easy to see the external, the positives in everyone else's lives but our own. And what we must understand is that we're all human. But here's the thing. Why I get a lot of the stuff done that I do is because I've listened to myself. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm bad at. And I've let go of the things that I'm just not good at. I've enlisted other people to help with those things. I've figured out ways that I can use my strengths more to overcome those things that I would be weak at. And the reality is I'm really great at creating things. I I love nutrition. And so I'm doing what I'm passionate about, which makes it less about work and less about doing something and more about just living my purpose, which fuels me with the energy to keep going each and every day. So it's not necessarily how you get everything done. It's that I choose to get this done that I want to get this done, that it's something that drives me and it provides energy and it fuels me and I let go of the things that I'm not good at. I let go of having the perfectly clean house. That's just not me. I let go of having the perfectly clean car. That's just not me. I let go of having a super structured schedule at home. It's just not me. And I understand that that is so great and I've wanted that so bad And I get envious of other people who have that, but knowing that that's not how I work, that's not what makes me tick, and that's not what provides passion to my life. And so I have to let that go and know that the things that I am doing, that fuels me. That gives me excitement and hope, and it wakes me up each day ready to conquer the day. So that was a little side note, but it it really comes back to just being self-aware. That lasting change, easy change, it just comes from knowing your strengths. So I thought it would be a good time to make a vow to one another that we'll stop trying to change ourselves and instead start embracing ourselves. But to do that, we have to know how to become self-aware, right? Because without the steps to do it, it's probably not going to happen. So again, this is going to look different for everyone, and I'm just going to provide general steps here. But one, it takes slowing yourself down to speed yourself up. We live in this vicious world where everything needs to be done today, right now, or in some cases, yesterday. We want a response to a text or an email in five minutes because those tools never leave us. And yet when we don't get that response, we automatically go to the worst. We're impatient with time because we've made time go at the speed of light. By living this way in this constant busyness and this fast-paced, never-ending, go, go, go mentality, it's going to be hard to find yourself because we almost put busyness above ourselves. We use busyness as a way to not find ourselves. We use busyness as a way to hide emotions or suppress negativity. We use busyness as a means for popularity, for acceptance. But busyness gets us nowhere. It really takes slowing down, saying no, and spending time with just you. Becoming a no person, which I'm going to do a whole episode on saying no, because this has been a critical pivoting point in my health. 
in my relationships and my career, which all relate to health in general, right? Everything that we do, it's not just about the food we eat or how much exercise, hence why I'm so passionate about these podcasts, is that it's the life that we're living that makes a difference too. And so it takes slowing down, being able to say no, and spending time with just you. So it really is about recognizing what things you do best so you can go hard on all of those aspects of life. It allows us to accept our weaknesses and ultimately know that what works for one person doesn't work for everyone. And again, I hope this brings a lot of peace to you because the world of envy is a very real one. So many people live in envy. I think everyone in some aspect does live in envy. Wanting what others have and following their plan exactly only to end up frustrated is because we're not listening to our inner self, knowing that there isn't one plan that fits everyone and truly believing that. Instead, we think we're the ones that failed when in actuality, we're failing ourselves by not knowing ourselves. Our, our body knows best. Our intuition will tell us. Our derive, our strengths, those are what's going to catapult us into this life that we want to live, not what someone else is doing. But again, this comes back to awareness. It's what drives our mind and it's the tool for helping us to understand ourselves and be at peace with who we are. So many issues we face in our lives are from stress, relationship problems, anger, negative perceptions, negative moods, and behaviors that can all be seen and understood more clearly through the prism of self-awareness. Again, it's easier to be more aware of others than ourselves. That's why envy is such a huge issue among so many people. In fact, it's a huge issue among every person, no matter their age. I see it in my three and my five-year-old. They want something that someone else has. And it's the same as adults. You know, we want to be better, thinner, or keep up with the Joneses. Unfortunately, this allows us the ability to create deceptions, false beliefs that have a very powerful force in our future. Most of us even living in denial through this. We believe that there has to be a way out there that will work for us, a plan or a program, instead of just understanding how we work. We create lies in our head that we're not good enough, strong enough, and we don't have enough of something, or we just don't look good enough. These are lies, and they lead to a path of destruction. Unfortunately, these deceptions can undo any progress that has been made. Why? Because our behavior stems from our unconscious belief patterns, what we believe to be true, and as long as our behaviors remain unconscious, we're a slave to them, and we live in constant battle with ourselves. This is a very serious issue, in fact, and I think it's even led to many of us not even understanding what we want to begin with. We recently just wrapped up a three-part video series on taking back your health, and one of the action steps that I gave, and maybe you did this, and so something to be aware of here is that in the first video lesson, my action step was for you to create a what and a why, what you really wanted to achieve with health and why. And honestly, I was overwhelmed with responses that I didn't necessarily want to see. It wasn't that they weren't good. And no, it it wasn't because people didn't have meaning or lacked reason. But the reality is, is that no one could clearly articulate why they wanted it. You see, it's easy to have the what, you know, what we want. We want to lose a few pounds or we want to achieve lasting health. We want to come off our medications. We want to be a runner, whatever it is. We want to be like someone else, but we don't know why we want to get there. A lot of answers were, I want lasting health. I, you know, their what became their why. And their what and their why have to be separated. We have to understand why we want it. And I think this goes back to envisioning, what if you had that? You know, what would your life look like if you had what you were after? 
what would you do? What would you wear? What would you look like? What would you be eating? And understanding really where you were going. But without a clearly articulated why, like how this is going to change the essence of your life, I think that it's hard to ever reach those goals. And so that was the tip. That was the action step that I came, but it really came back to the self-awareness and most people just not understanding their own self well enough to understand why they really want something. So it really comes full circle. And one of the reasons I was so passionate about releasing this podcast is really just to help that, to help you understand that it really takes internalizing and getting to the root of the issue and really knowing yourself and ultimately understanding that the development of self-awareness is the only thing that's going to cut through all of this chaos and nonsense that we tell ourselves and end the struggle. We have to put an end to wanting something that doesn't align with our behavior and instead put them together for lasting health. What we want has to align with our behavior. And awareness is going to be the bridge that brings those truths together about our behavior and not listening to our excuse of accepting denials. Because I'm telling you, self-awareness is crucial to our health, happiness, sense of self-growth, our emotions, and our behaviors. So to help you on this journey, I want to give you a few tips on creating your own awareness. The first step is understanding something isn't right. It's kind of why a lot of psychology programs use this as just accepting the wrong, right? I've had to do this in my own business, in my marriage relationship, and in my health relationship, understanding that what I was doing wasn't aligning with where I wanted to go. Was it easy? Absolutely not. There is so much resistance to this, but it's absolutely freeing. Of course, there is always going to be things that are easier than others to admit, Like when you're doing something to self-destruct rather than being the wrong one in the relationship. But in most cases, we still like to place external blame on internal problems. And I'm not pointing fingers. Trust me, I do this too. But the first step is understanding that something isn't right. Fess up and own it. Maybe it's that feeling in your gut, that darn feeling that you're doing something you shouldn't be. Your intuition is telling you something different. God has a different plan. We must be brutally honest with ourselves on this and understand that what we're doing isn't aligning with where we want to go. So that's step one. Step two is to slow down to understand you. We need to end the focus on being right and start to focus on being true. I'm going to repeat that. We need to end the focus on being right and start to focus on being true. It's not a blame game. It's not what someone else did. This is about us and what is happening inside of us. What defines you? And talking about diets for a minute, just to bring this back to health, I believe that there are a lot of great diets on the market, diet plans or programs that are healthy and that work. But when it doesn't work, we often find ourselves blaming that program or blaming that plan instead of looking at internally and just accepting that maybe that's not how our body functions and that we're different from someone else. So again, it just goes back to it's easy to put external blame on what other people are willingly trying to help and create and create this change in the world and instead just understanding that it's not you and it's not what's going to work for you and that's okay because there is something that will work. So in order to do this correctly, you kind of have to look at yourself objectively, which is extremely difficult to do. Trying to be unbiased to experiences, feelings, and interpretations is difficult. And as the late and great Maya Angelou once said, when you know better, you do better. Once you've made a mistake and learned from it, you are put in a position to act out your lessons earned. 
So to complete step two, I have a few questions, which I'll also leave in the show notes, but they are, how do you understand what drives you? What do you believe to be true about your own self-image? And how do you believe others experience you? What would they say about you? So I want you to answer those. Take some time, write them down, which we'll get to in a second, but write them out on a piece of paper and really start to understand you, what drives you, what you believe to be true about yourself and what other people believe to be true about yourself. Remember, it's easier to see other people's truths and failures than it is your own. So sometimes taking those into account can be a better picture of who you are than your own self-interpretations. Step three is to write out your manifesto. As I mentioned, so many people write out their whys, but they really don't know why they want something. And I think it just comes back to really writing out what you want in life, like clearly articulating it, being detailed specific, you know, writing a story about yourself, where you came from, kind of writing your own biography of how your life evolved, because I think our past defines who we are today. And I think sometimes we think that the past isn't defining us, but the past is defining us. And some people have chosen to overcome that, but you can't overcome your past until you've dealt with your past. So one of the great ways to do this is just write out a biography about yourself, starting from childhood, as soon as you can remember what your life was like, the experiences, things that shaped you for the positive and the negative. Write that all out until this point and then write the future, write what you want, what it's going to look like and how you're going to get there. This is a huge step in actually achieving what you write out. Statistics show that actually writing it out on a piece of paper and clinging to that and coming back to that actually increases your likelihood that you'll complete that by over 80%. So it's important to do this. Which brings us to step four. I've been talking so often about writing things out, writing with a pen and a paper. There's something called the lost art of writing, and it's very true. We live in the technology age, right? The dot-com world or the dot-com bubble, as some people say, where we plan and we do everything in this paperless society And yet that's causing so much more stress and so much more overwhelm. And it makes us lack creativity. That actually taking a pen to a paper allows different areas in our brains to be stimulated and express ourselves so much better and so much more clearly than we could just typing it out on the computer or trying to find it on the internet. So I really want you to take time and every day just write, whether that's a gratitude journal or self-reflection or your story that you're working on, your biography that you're working on, take time to write. It really does make a huge difference in how you perceive your day, how you perceive your life, and ultimately reaching your goals. I know that when I write out my goals and where I want to get in my life and my health, it really boils down to writing those things out makes it so much more clear. And in fact, in speaking of diet, some of the reasons they believe these diet plans who really have no basis work is the simple fact that people write or journal what they're eating, that journaling can make all the difference to a lot of people. So keep a journal, write every single day, whether it's just five minutes a day, just write. Which brings us to the last step is performing self-reviews. Remember, self-reviewing is not the same thing as self-absorption and overthinking yourself. This doesn't get you anywhere. Simply just focus on being aware of your needs and the action you need to help you improve. So by writing and keeping a journal of your life and how things are going in your goals and where you want to get and what's being achieved, you can then perform self-reviews. Maybe instead of writing New Year's resolutions to try to change yourself, you can self-review how the year went and continuously focus on being more aware of who you are and expressing more of who you are to get to your ultimate goal. 
So the bottom line is, I think it's fair to say that oftentimes we don't realize that what we're doing doesn't correlate to what we want. Self-awareness is not something you finish. It's a practice, a muscle that grows with time and effort that ultimately provides us strength, something that's constantly changing and we constantly have to know ourselves. We are in a constant state of change and constantly adapting is the key to success. What we have to remember is that self-improvement is impossible without self-awareness. I can promise that you can read every productivity tip out there. You can adapt the routines of geniuses. You can eat up every piece of self-help that comes across a computer screen, but it's completely pointless if you don't know yourself well enough to put the correct advice into practice. The reality is, is our body wants to create habits. It does so regardless of what those habits are. The reason for this is that our brains exert less effort and spend less energy by just using habits, even if it's the wrong habit. And that's what's scary. And this is where it gets dangerous is when we're too comfortable making the wrong decision. And the only way to make right decisions and the only way to create new habits is to be self-aware of the ones you are making. And I'll end it with a very real quote from Gary Vanderchuk, whether it be in your health, in your relationships, in your career, this is the bottom line. The fear of failing often trumps the feelings of victory. We have to know that there isn't time to do stuff you hate that doesn't work and just leaves you feeling lost and depressed. Stand up for what you know to be true about yourself. Live with courage and stop conforming to what's happening around us and what the world is telling you you should do. Stop changing yourself and instead embrace who you really are. And that is it, my friend. So much good and deep information today, but I really want you to slow down and be aware. Try it out for a day or two. Get out your journal and your paper, and I can promise that while hard and emotional, it is so incredibly worth it. If you're still struggling with this issue of trying to find yourself and being more self-aware, or you need a little extra motivation, don't hesitate to reach out to me by shooting me an email, leaving a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We need each other. It is essential. So stop trying to do life alone, get healthy alone, and figure out a new path. Let's run together on this journey, becoming who we know we can. For all the information on today's episode, as well as a few additional resources, make sure you visit the blog at simplerootswellness.com slash 009. It only takes one change, one minute, one day at a time, small, simple steps, and letting go of everything that's slowing you down. As always, don't forget that you can get more weekly accountability, family-friendly, delicious, and healthy meal plans, as well as motivation, encouragement, and additional tips sent straight to your inbox. My passion ultimately lies in helping provide you more clarity and excitement in this health journey. So if you want to be a part of that, log on to simplerootswellness.com and sign up for my weekly meal plans delivered to your inbox every Thursday. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can stay up to date on the latest releases and the bonus episodes that will be coming your way. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show. This is the lifeblood that allows others to hear the word on this life-changing podcast. We've added a super fast link to rate and review the show in the show notes that takes you right to the ratings and reviews without a million clicks. Anything to save time, right? It works incredibly used to use right from your mobile phone. So check that out in the show notes right now at simplerootswellness.com slash 009. And to leave you, I really want to encourage you to sit down with a journal and a pen and write. Write your life story, your personal manifesto, write about pain and about joy, write and understand who you are, what you're feeling right now. Don't worry, I'll be back for more to help finish this ride and catapult you to living the life of your dreams. Do you see it? 
So this week, it's all about embracing you, the person you are, your strengths, and even your weaknesses. Stop trying to be someone you're not and everything to everyone and start imagining a world where we all embrace our strengths. We can do this, my friend. We can do this. I'll see you soon.